3: I'm reading Joe Biden's infrastructure proposal, and I'm trying to be fair. But one thing that stands out, you, they propose $100 billion for clean drinking water, $100 billion for the electrical grid, $100 billion in high-speed broadband, $100 billion in workforce development. I mean, that is remarkable. What are the odds that in each of these categories, the number we need, the investment we need, would be identical? And then in each category, that would be a nice round number, like 100 billion dollars
0: that's wisconsin uh rep mike gallagher making the obvious point that if it's a hundred billion if they're all a hundred billion obviously you're just picking a number out of thin air
4: i have a new favorite congressman that is great and obvious but i hadn't heard anybody else say it That's terrific. I want to ask about that with our guest, but i got another question first that I'm very hot to trot about. Excellent. Our guest, the most wonderful Lon He Chen. sounds like I want to date him. It's respect, professional respect. (laughs) Lon He is the David and Diane Steffi Fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution, uh, Director of Domestic Policy Studies at Stanford University. Lon He, how are you, sir? I am
3: doing well this morning. How are you guys?
4: Awesome. You actually have
0: Dodgers fan on your Twitter like handily, that's how that's how you. I enjoy. Do. And I saw on the cover of one of your baseball magazines that the Dodgers might be the best team in the history of baseball. I mean, how much hyperbole didn't play was like that? It
3: yesterday,
4: they didn't, didn't play or did
3: like yesterday? Okay, but not. They looked awful.
4: Yeah, but, that happens. They yeah. got 161 left yeah, to write the ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I got to burn my saddle, and that's literally true. I, I wrote a burro to work. Uh, but this this story has got me very, very angry, and I feel like we've crossed yet another line. So this whole Georgia voting rules thing, President Biden got four Pinocchios from the Washington Post, among others they could have given out for his various whoppers about this makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. They're you cutting off voting at five. Complete lie. Nobody's allowed to have a drink of water. Complete lie. All these kind of things. Is this, does, does, does Joe Biden know what he's doing? Have we, have we crossed some sort of line now where Politicians have figured out, look, there's too many news sources. Most people are only getting their news from our side. We no longer need to even attempt to be truthful. What is going on here as a policy guy? Explain it to me.
3: Well, it's a great question, and it speaks to how politicized we are, that we look at something like this, that we should be able to sort of sit down and say, okay, what are the elements of this, uh, and what does it do, and have a reasonable discussion about it. But that's not what what we're looking at. In fact, you know, this morning I was just looking at uh, at descriptions of the law and what it would actually do, and looking at one outlet that is considered to be more conservative, and then looking at another outlet that's considered to be more liberal. I thought they were talking about two different pieces of legislation. I mean, it's, it's remarkable how differently journalists, supposed journalists, can describe and shade and write based on what their political views are. And, you know, it's even worse when politicians pick up on it. I mean, this notion, for example, that the that the Georgia uh, law, you know, you you mentioned the drink of water thing, you know, they say, oh, gosh, you can't, you know, you can't even give someone a drink of water. Uh, That's actually not true. The law specifically says that you can make self-service water receptacles available to voters waiting in line. What you can't do is give money, gifts, food or drinks to voters within 150 feet of a polling place. Or 25 feet of voters that are waiting to vote in line, in, in line, which, you know, I mean, that kind of makes sense, right? We have electioneering, anti electioneering laws in California, too. Every state has them. So we just got to be a little careful about how torqued we get. And unfortunately, I think our politicians don't help with that.
4: Do you think this is a moment we're passing through in terms of the relationship of the people, the media, and the government? Or is it just going to keep going in this way, in this same direction? I realize you don't have a crystal ball, but.
3: Um, you know, I think it's going to continue to get worse before it gets better, unfortunately, because politicians, the incentives they have in many cases are to appeal to, to extremes or to appeal to these sort of very hard-edged critiques. And we're in an era now where there's a benefit for politicians to double down on, on stuff. Even if they're wrong, they double down, right? And, and we've seen this over and over and over again. I don't care what the situation is, right or left. You know, people are wrong. They just kind of double down and say, no, I'm not wrong. You're wrong.
2: Okay. And that back
3: and forth, is, that's what results in the kind of caustic, difficult environment we have. Now.
0: Yeah, How would you not be cynical? I mean, I don't want to beat this into the ground, but Jen Psaki was asked about it yesterday. So the Washington Post gave President Biden four Pinocchios. If you don't know what that means, that means it's a 100% complete lie. When Joe Biden said they're shutting off voting at 5 o'clock, you get off work, you can't. It's just not. True. So they asked Jensaki about it and yesterday They said, are you going to back off that or double down? She said, we're not backing off anything.
4: What? Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, here we're getting into the weeds of philosophy here a little bit, but I think conservatism is handicapped by the fact that we want to conserve what is good and what has worked in the past. And that is not served by outright lying, outright slander, whereas the revolutionary left, they, they believe that they're ordained by God or Karl Marx or somebody to do whatever is necessary. Maybe Ibram X. Kendi has given them their, their uh, you know, their, <laughs> has anointed them. Um, and so they are willing to slit throats, as it were. And often the guy who fights dirty wins. That troubles me as a conservative
3: you raise a really good point which is even if you think about the word that many liberals use to describe themselves now which is progressive you know sort of hidden not even hidden i mean in that word directly is the word progress and the implication of course is that there are some who want to progress and some who don't want to progress when in fact i think that contrast is 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 obviously i, I think it's false but i i do think that there is something about even how we talk about the two sides that's become somewhat loaded uh, in our society. Look, I think conservatives, the, the, the challenge that conservatives have, in my view, is that too often they haven't been willing to stand up and say, this is what we actually stand for. And what troubles me is too often, it's here's what we stand against. And I think it's important that conservatives are willing and able to articulate, like, hey, what is it that you actually want to do? and And look to stand by it. And not everything is going to be popular. Certainly we know how a lot of the uh, mainstream media will respond to it. But by and large, I think you're going to get farther along if you actually state affirmatively, here's the things we want to do, rather than just standing there and saying, well, no, we don't like that. We don't like that. So that is one thing I wish conservatives as a whole would do better. Progressives aren't ashamed of saying they want to have government takeovers of health care or completely, uh, you know, with the case of the infrastructure bill you guys were talking about, essentially completely push out private sector uh, involvement with a large amounts of public sector spending, they they have no hesitation arguing that's what they want to do. So, I do think having a, a point of view and being able to state it affirmatively and strongly is good.
0: Here, here. We do need to talk about that uh, big infrastructure. Using my finger quotes here, um, is that going to pass? Do you think?
3: Well, you know, look, they're they are going to do the same thing at the end of the day that they did with that huge $2 trillion uh, spending package we've already passed, which is they have one more bite of the apple using a process called reconciliation, which is Democrats only. So if they wanted to go in that direction, they could again later this year. Um, not everything that's been proposed by the president will make it into the final package. But they do have the opportunity to do it if they want. And what's so interesting is. It, 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 it's you can't you can't call this an infrastructure package right because it's it's got so much more stuff in it but every write-up i see refers to it still as an infrastructure package yeah. It's a spending package that's what it is it's
0: well it's just package. like everybody referred to the the
4: covid relief bill as the covid relief bill even though it, was, it was bill. In, including fox news which just made me crazy
0: you uh yeah. you ever meet any of matt Gates' girlfriends
3: uh, fortunately, I have not, and at the nor playground have I been asked about it on TV. No, nor have I been asked about it on TV in in a somewhat awkward moment for Tucker Carlson. Yesterday. Okay. That was, that was as as Tucker said, that was one of the weirdest interviews he's done. It's one of the weirdest interviews I've seen. Oh yeah, how, mean, about, was, how about was, Gates was
0: trying gone. to rope him in? You remember Tucker, that girl
4: that went out to eat with you and like, you I oh, don't geez. know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> So yeah. uncomfortable. Oh, Lon Hee Chen, David and Diane Steffi, fellow in American public policy studies at the Hoover Institution. Uh, Lon Hee uh, there's so much we could talk about. We don't want to take too much of your time, but we sure look forward to the next time. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Hollywood for ugly people. Isn't that what they call Washington, D.C.? Yeah. I, I, Although now, now it's just Hollywood East because it's more and more pretty people. They're performers. They're not legislators. They're just Instagram stars. Or, or YouTube sensations. Armstrong and Getty.
0: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
2: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mohsen.